Your RPG campaign sucks. Wait, come back, I'm just kidding! Do I have your attention now? Your campaign might be good, but it may be missing a little something. That's where Battle Bards comes in. Battle Bards is premium tabletop audio to take your game to the next level. Is your player's level 5 fighter ready to smack an orc in the face? Battle Bards has a sound effect for that. Is your level 3 rogue ready to talk some information out of a barkeep? Battle Bards has the voice acting for that. Are your characters ready for a halfling camp song that raises spirits and shows your players a better time? Battle Bards is here for all your fantasy audio needs. And with the MFG cast, we can help out. Go to BattleBards.com right now. Sign up for an account. And with purchasing a $10 and $25 package, use the code MFGCAST1 and you get a free song, The Dwarf Temple, The Soul Forging Score Music. If you're into buying $50 and $100 packages, you'll get five total tracks on us for free with using the code MFGCAST2, including a Monsterscape I Monster Combat Behold Extermination, the Soundscape Dungeon Dungeon of Loss Inhabited, the NPC script Armorsmith Steel and Silk, and the sound effect Short Bow Arrow Barrage. And if you're really ready to get into that fantasy audio, buy your $150 and $300 packages and get 10 total tracks, one full album for free from us by putting in the code MFGCAST3, including music, Dark Elf City, Morning Doer, score music, the sound effect Magic Missile Spell, the Monsterscape, Common Giant, Torture, Hill Giant, and Entertaining at Home. Also, Racial Language, Orcish, Orc, Brute, Lashes Out. And including Soundscape, Castle Ruins, Ruins of the Black Castle at Night. BattleBards has hundreds of great fantasy audio at your fingertips to use for that great audio-enhancing experience for all your RPG gaming. Or, if you want to enhance your board gaming... Or, if you do something online, like say a podcast like we do, you can use all that fantasy audio, bring it up to the next level. You don't trust us? Well, how about Battle Bards audios being used for the Dungeon Rats podcast, the God's Fall podcast, or maybe you've heard a little something called Critical Role on YouTube, or them having a contract with the Roll20 app? Battle Bards has all your fantasy audio waiting and a big thank you to BattleBards for being a sponsor on the show. Wait, are we hitting record? Yes, you are, you punk ass. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, this is the MFG cast. I'm Kurt. I'm Dan. 
Why not? <laughs> hey, remember, you're a part of this podcast now. Another day, another uh, episode. Um, we have an awesome one for you. We're going to do a top five, but we're going to do it a little differently this time. Instead of having top five kitty games, we're going to have a little something fun. We're going to do top five games, but we're actually going to do, we're, we're actually going to have one game. We're going to, Jesus Christ, let's start over. Um, <laughs> we're going to have five games. And we're going to do a top game in each. So that's a little twist on the top five. So it's just five games, but the top game in each category. Okay. And we have some special guests on today. Um, you haven't heard them for a while. We had a, we had probably one of our funnest episodes way back when. And uh, we had these two goofballs on. So uh, we'd just like to welcome back on the podcast Taco from SO1KS Gaming. Hello. And Paige West from Board games and company hello <laughs> thanks guys for coming back on anytime so kurt i just want to make sure so we're doing a top four and five different things not so much a top five of any one thing <laughs> so it's more like a top 20 yeah yeah basically uh, yeah pretty much there. yep yep so just a, just enough to confuse the shit out of everyone it's more like <laughs> a best of that's right and what are we gonna do we're gonna we're going to do our top game. We're going to do top games in Euro, Card, Party, Two-Player, and Co-op. Okay? And then we'll get our top game from each of our illustrious guests, plus me and Dan. And then we will kind of talk about why we think that is. And maybe we'll have some uh, awesome conversations. Or maybe it'll just be stupid. Who knows? I'm guessing the latter. All right. Before we start with that, let's go into what we're now playing. Now playing. All right, we'll start with our guest. Paige, what have you been playing lately? Oh, I have been playing a lot of Pathfinder Adventure card game. Nice. Um, That's a good one. I recently got Hostage Negotiator. Oh. And I think that's pretty much it. I've just been playing a lot of solo stuff, so those are the two go-tos right now for me. Which of the uh, Pathfinders are you playing? Skulls and Shackles. Nice. I heard that's pretty cool, right? Like, there's like you can randomize the loot and stuff like that, like with the pirate. Yeah, builds. yeah. Cool. It's really good. Yeah, I, I, I love it. <laughs> it's. You might hear me say it again shortly. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm cutting that out. Do you, <laughs> do you have that little goblin promo dude that they had for him, the goblin pirate? Uh, no, I don't. But I do have a few promo cards mixed in. I think they're mostly monsters. All right. At the end of the show, I'm going to get your address because I'll mail you one of those goblin dudes if I still got them. That's sweet. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Dan, we've been friends for a long time. Why don't I get one of those? Because every game I send you, you never play. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Remember those? Good call. Okay, so Taco, what about you? I've been playing, uh, played Terraforming Mars recently okay. for board game wise. Is Good. it worth the hype? Some people really love it. Some don't. Yeah. I'm kind of like this in between. Like it's fun, but it's three hours long. Yeah. And the That's... rule book is horrible. It's just, I would, I would want, I want to burn the rule book. <laughs> I feel it's funny that you say that. I feel that writing a good rule book is something that's really hard to come by these days. You know, and I can't really talk because again, I don't, I couldn't do any better. But it just seems like in most games nowadays, you're just like, uh, can I just have a, pl a let's play video, you know? I mean, every, I think every game should just have one of those little CR scanners and you can just scan it and just watch a video on it, you know? 
Yeah. And there's so many like fiddly little bits. So like if you if you have a kid, you can't play this game around him because he'll hit the table or something and you'll lose like track of everything you were doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that part's tough, especially when you have those big games like that that, you know, it if anything were to be disrupted, it would ruin the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Go I was ahead. gonna say if you even have a rambunctious dog, because the problem is uh that player board the game uses abstracts. It's not like you get, uh, like say, little energy bolts for your energy or whatever. Everything is just represented by one, five, and ten tokens. So, like, if somebody hits the table, you'll be like, "Okay, I got forty-five points worth of stuff, but was that money or was that trees?" Because I don't know anymore. Oh, geez. and it's yeah. and like on the tracks, you keep track with your like player cubes, which are just kind of like generic player cubes. And again, and so- a light tap, a soft breeze. You know? Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm now producing $74 a turn. <laughs> like, Everyone's like, oh, you should get the acrylic overlay. I shouldn't have to buy an acrylic overlay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like 40 bucks online. I'm like, forget that. Yeah, that is insane. What else have you been playing? Uh, video game-wise, I've been playing WWE Champions. You know, they've been promoting that all over, you know, Raw and SmackDown. And mm-hmm. I've been playing that and been addicted to it and it's fun but it is very pay to win mm-hmm. and it is very buggy still so right now it's getting a thumbs down from me even though i've been playing it a lot i would like to suggest gems of war to you it's essentially the same game except there's no downtime like you don't have to pay to have your guys recover you don't have to wait like two hours to use your team again well there's nothing like that it's just the evolving of your guys because like your guys will level up and everything and like the tokens have such a horrible drop rate yeah that it is just ridiculous and they'll have like a special mega wrestler out at you know a specific time and it's like you can pull for this wrestler what they don't tell you is it's a 0.5 percent drop rate Mm -hmm. (laughs) it sucks i played it for like a week and i'm like no i'm not going to give you guys 400 dollars just so I can have a cool team. Right. And you still wouldn't get a cool team. You'd get yeah. a bunch of, like, Darren Young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, might, you might as well just buy the, the the 2K or whatever games to play those instead. I'm pretty sure you could hire, like, MVP and a bunch of other wrestlers to actually wrestle in front of you for cheaper. <laughs> There's a lot of those guys that come around our town, so I actually could get there. I could actually watch them for about 10 bucks a pop. So It's surprising how cheap they are to, like, get into town. <laughs> yeah, because just like just like all of us, we're all trying to make a living somehow. That's right. Whether it's at a local high school or not. That's right. I give them props, though. <laughs> They're doing what they love. Yeah, exactly. Dan, what have you been playing lately? Got together with a couple of buddies the other day. We played Mission Red Planet again, which we haven't played in ages. That one's pretty cool. It's like uh, up to six players. It's like another one of those like little action selection, and you'll be surprised how much backstabbing you can accomplish to people even though it's unknowingly premeditated. <laughs> it's like, why do you blow right. up my ship? Well, there's only one left in port, and my saboteur has to blow up something, doesn't he? So, you know, stuff nice. like that. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Actually been playing a lot of Orleans again. Nice. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And uh, just like more and more Six Nimit. Even though we found out inadvertently, we apparently play it 100% wrong. Everyone likes <laughs> the wrong way better. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? 
Yeah, um, well, because apparently everyone's supposed to put down the card, like select the card from their hand at the same time and flip it, and then you go in numeric order. We just were going around the table playing the card at will. So it's <laughs> so much more backstabby and filled with profanity that way. Because now it's not you accidentally got screwed. Now you know you got screwed. <laughs> and you know who did it. I don't know it. about that. Me and uh, Kurt and his wife played the one time online, and there was plenty of swearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that is one of the games that brings out the worst in people and the best. You know, it's just like... <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. like, you fucker, how dare you? You know, how dare you play a 102 in this row, you know? Well, it's pretty cool. We actually got Six Nimit up to an uh, eight-player game, and that was just oh, wow. yeah, it was nuts. It was pretty fun. That's so. cool. You that's actually know seven people. That's crazy. I know, right? And that are willing to be in the same room as me. I know. That's even. <laughs> God, wow. And, uh, Can't even imagine. And the only thing besides that is, um, I just started up Persona Five, so nice. I barely made it anywhere. But I'm hearing nothing but good shit about that game. So hopefully uh, next time I'll actually have a little more data on it. Nice. We've been playing a couple of things around here. Um, uh, I just got to play in a Mask RPG with uh, Lawful Good Gaming. Uh, that was really fun. I got to play, if nobody heard this one, which they should go back and try to find it, Taylor Labrush, one of the friends of the show, he ran it, and I got to play the Roach. It's basically a guy that got a uh, high school, high school uh, construction worker that got Roach powers. Oh, man, it was a ton of fun. Also, lately, we um, got a couple of games, uh, an oldie but goodie, one that we haven't had, but uh, we wanted to pick it up. We actually got Smash Up for the first time. This is something that a friend has always had, so we never got to play it. So Tracy wanted to use some of her money to get it, so we got Smash Up, and then we got, uh, what's the expansion? I can't think of it. There's a hundred of those. Which one? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Name a character. Uh, The Sharks. It's your fault. Like yeah, it has the sharks, yeah, the transformers. Yes. Yep, and it's got the tornadoes too. If you play the sharks, so yeah, it was just fun to play that because I play. I haven't played that game in so long. It was just nice to play a nice easy card game. So it's cool to play that. And then also we picked up uh, something that heard good things about, but haven't seen anywhere near us. And it was at a local our local game store. We picked up King Domino. Man, this game is super fun. Basically, like playing dominoes, but you're basically building. You're build, building your own. You have a little castle, and you're building your kind of your lands around you. I don't like it as much with it with two players because I think I don't think there's as much selection as you think there is. But playing it with three or more people, it's a four-player, up to four-player game, I think has got a lot more strategy to it. And I just, I don't know. I just, it's it's silly because it's really just playing dominoes but with a different theme on it. But it's really fun. It's really cheap, too. It's only 25 bucks retail. So it was just fun to pick that up and play it. So that's King Domino. All right. And that's what we're now playing. All right. Well, let's get into this top five thing, see what uh, <clears throat> amazingness comes out of it. We'll start from the top of my list, and I will actually go first. Um, so we'll start with Euro games. Anybody want to explain to me and everybody else listening what exactly a Euro game entails? Okay, I'll take the gun on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything because I might change my answer hearing okay. this. <laughs> I just see a wall of silence. Um, <laughs> So most Euros are generally defined by uh, not too much like luck or randomness. It's usually your choices is what leads to it. And uh, not too much conflict, like, you know, very little attacking or obstruction to other players. Wooden cubes. That's a huge thing with most Euros. 
prepared to see lots and lots of abstraction and uh this cube is oil in this game in this game it's fighters in this game it's how many hit points you have stuff like that and victory point salad oh yeah vp every game always forever yeah and it's funny because the way that dan described it is pretty much pretty much verbatim what wikipedia says on it minus a few words here and there but the fu- the funny thing I, that I, they put in there that i thought was weird is they put german style i'm like okay well i think that could be any kind of style i'm sure because it's euro it's european so that kind of includes just about anything Europe-based. But Germany is in there, but, you know, it's it's weird to me to, like, I don't, I think Dan's explanation of that is really good. It's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird that, like, look, trying to look up the definition of Euro, on Wikipedia it's got a good explanation for it, but you try to have anybody else try to explain it to you, no, there's not one thing that's the same. So right. So I still think it's it's defined, but it's still very undefined. If that makes any sense. I think it started yeah. out as like a German type thing, and then expanded as like it became more popular. Yeah, yeah. Because like I, I'm still pretty new to the whole gaming thing, you know. So when I heard Euro, I just thought it was just like Puerto Rico, San Juan, anything with a across the pond name was a Euro <laughs> game, you know. <laughs> So, it you know, came to me, from I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, it's you do real. You do know Puerto Rico and San Juan are not in Europe. Well, no, I don't. <laughs> because geography. guess what? <laughs> 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 They're a little bit south of Florida. <laughs> I will not comment anymore. <laughs> they actually have representation in the United States government. Cool. <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like us on Who Facebook, you can follow us on MFGCast. <laughs> <laughs> this one's done. Talk with oh, I guess I'm going to have to cross off my geography episode I was going to do. <laughs> oh. Maybe study some Ticket to Ride more or something? I don't know. Right. <laughs> so what we're thinking about Euro oh games, God. what do we think is our top game? Taco, since you're an asshole, why don't you go first? <laughs> well, I chose my favorite Stefan Feld game. And it is Castles of Burgundy. Nice. And why'd you pick that? I think it, one, it's because my it's my favorite Feld, and Feld is kind of known for Euro games. And I like how it's got each player's got their own map that they're trying to build their kingdom on, but they're also trying to play against the other player and taking pieces and stuff like that. So there's plenty of player interaction, which you don't see a lot of times in Euros. Mm-hmm. but it's also still very much that thinky type game and it's pretty easy to learn but there's lots to do and lots of ways to try and win and it's fairly quick now did anybody else agree with that yeah i mean uh that that's actually a really good pick i'm always i'm always like damn i should have gone for that too <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my answer because i've never played a feld game so i haven't played that game myself i've heard it's a great game but i haven't so that's so, Dan, what did you pick for your Euro? So, for me, I'm going to say I'm kind of torn, but I'm going to go with Orleans, actually. Mainly because you wouldn't let me use Lords of Waterdeep as per a text <laughs> that I'm publishing in protest. Yep. yep. Um, I, fi- I figured I figured we've talked about that game in pretty much 75% of the... Well, actually, no, probably 95.2% of the episodes that you're in. So, <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to say... 
discluded from it. I stand by the protest. I almost picked Wire Deep. Oh damn it! I wish <laughs> <Nice>. you did. <laughs> <laughs> Paige, I'll give you five bucks if you make that your answer before Kurt gets to you. Um, I should have pulled a dick move and just did it myself. <laughs> yeah. like, but I'll do it. <laughs> so, um, Orleans, it's it's really accessible. Like it's not hard to teach new people, but since like even the workers are limited supply, it's a game where like, you know, you're basically using workers to recruit even more workers and then using them for other tasks. It's interesting because not every player gets the same amount of actions. Like how you set up your engine is what you're going to get, how you approach it. Like you'll notice some people beeline for things and now it becomes more of a priority simply because you don't get to get it down the road now. Like it's, it's your game that actually puts a little bit of pressure on some of the players Franz Clemens did the art, always a bonus to me. Uh, the guy that did Agricola and all these other awesome games. But it's accessible, and it just has a lot of replay. And then with the expansion, the Orleans Invasion, they have a special two-player variant only, a co-op mode, they added solo play. So the game just keeps, like, every time I play it, I feel like it's just opening up a little more and a little more. And uh, that's something I always like in a Euro. When As soon as you're finished playing, you go kind of want to play this again like when you're checking your watch to find out if you have enough time for one more round that that to me is always a really good push yeah so do you have the expansion for it too invasion yeah we picked it up uh we only it also adds like uh components for a fifth player which we got to break out the other night but uh we're gonna try the co-op mode tomorrow actually and there's another expansion out for it too yeah it's it's not stateside yet and uh, which is driving me nuts because I see people posting pictures of it online. I'm like, you sons of bitches! But <laughs> you're, you're doing. Lucky I don't have a webcam right now. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> where did you get it? Tell me where. <laughs> uh, I got it at Fun Again when they did their. Uh, they do their, you know, oh. Essen thing where you can like have them pick up games from Essen for you. Nice. Wow, that's cool. But I believe TMG said it should be out pretty soon, like Gen Con or earlier. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be within this year, but see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. All right, Paige, what about your Euro game? Uh, my number one is Viticulture, the Essentials Edition. Nice. Yeah, it is so good. I play it a ton. It's one that I never mentioned because... Uh, that I've been playing recently because it's on this list. So, uh, but watch your beard. Page. It's one of those. Sorry, it's one of those games that I find to be one of the rare ones that puts a good theme on a euro, and it, they work together to make the game great. So you know, it seems like with Stonemeyer Games, it seems like they always put in a ton of stuff, and it's just, it's just. Like, it just works out so well. Do you think that, you know, with the way that, that he does it, do you th- or, well, they do it, I should say, I'm sorry. Um, why do you think, why don't you think other companies do it that way? I mean, because you, you see the success that this company has. Why, why, don't, why don't you think that the other companies, you know, follow that suit? I've, I don't know. It's, maybe it's a polarizing option. Maybe there's... It works for them, but it's a really tough. You really have to commit to it. I, it's, I don't know. I'm not a publisher. <laughs> I, I think I think it helps when you're the designer and the publisher, mm-hmm. that you yeah. get to just make all the decisions on it and say, oh, okay, 
I don't mind making it, you know, a higher price game, but I'm going to make it good, you know, components. Yeah. You think people would just hire him to <laughs> make their business choices for them, you know? Well, it's like, right. you know, you never know. Like, Stonemeyer Games might only be making, like, a dollar profit off of each sale. Mm-hmm. And he can be content with that. The thing is, when you bring your game to another publisher, you know, people don't want to hear, like, oh, maybe I'll make a few hundred bucks off of this. Or maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part's tough. Yeah, the downside of the board game business is it's still business. And he really focuses on like one game a year. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you know he'll throw in expansions in there, but he really has a focus, mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of companies have to have to have quantity just to stay around. Where mm-hmm. he's a little bit more of the independent. Great guy, though. I've gotten to meet him a couple times, and yeah, just seems like it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, for my Euro game, um, this one was actually tough because... Did you pick Lords of Waterdeep? <laughs> I didn't, but damn it, I should have. You really I'm should've. changing it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this might change within within even a year. It's one of those where, you know, sometimes with Euros, they take so long. Sometimes you don't play them as much as other games. But um, in the last few years, this is the first time I w- I've actually been able to play Power Grid. I've heard, you know, lots of good things about it didn't really know too much about what it was about you know i was just kind of like okay power grids that seems boring you know (laughs) (laughs) that seems like the most not interesting thing that you know that you know i that i would play but just like any game you can't think of a theme of that being you know terrible to play because guess what there's lots of games out there with a theme if you think about it like farming guess what no offense to farmers but that does not seem very fun to me but I don't know. For some reason, Power Grid is just a lot of fun. It's one of those that I thought it was going to be a daunting game to learn because I was like, oh, my God, it's just like so much of this bidding and, you know, all these pieces and like, okay, they're all numbered and then you have to switch the numbers as you pay for them. And it's like, I don't know, for some reason, for me, it just it seemed like it was going to be very daunting, but it was it's very easy to learn. I also think, you know, I played it with a couple of different people, like depending upon the way that they think about the auction and the way that they want to place all their um, resources. It's just, I feel like it doesn't play the same each time, which I think is cool. You know, I think there's a lot of games out there where you'll play them time after time. You're like, okay, I kind of see a trend where with Power Grid, it seems like the more we played, it's like, okay, well now I can try to do this and now I can kind of try to do that. And Granted, you know, if I play it more, maybe it will slow down for me and then I'll just be like, okay, maybe this isn't as good as I first thought, you know, and maybe it is kind of the same thing. You know, a lot of people talk about Ticket to Ride. They they say, you know, a lot a lot of times you can plot your own course and this, certain ways to do it. And a lot of times if you plot it out the same way every time, you can pretty much beat everybody. I'm 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 a I'm a moron. I don't think that way. You know, I just I wish I could be that mathematical and be like, okay, this is obviously where I want to go, and and you know, and then obviously everyone's screwed. But for me, I play games, I play games not the same every time, and sometimes my mind goes in different directions. So, I think with Power Grid, that's that's why I like it because you, it, to me, it doesn't play the same, and it's always it's a super, it's a lot more fun than I thought it would be. I can't stand it. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I oh, I don't know. It I think it's it's so AP inducing, you know, analysis paralysis type thing and it's just I find it boring. I found the 
the map to be very not very well balanced. Okay. Like if you, you can have one person go on the west coast in the U.S. map, and you won't see them till like the end of the game, practically. Yeah. I don't know. It just I I've never really had fun playing it. That's valid. You're wrong, but it's valid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not a big fan fan of like the whole electrical grid thing. I guess. Yeah. And the auction part's nice, but the rest of it, I'm just kind of like, eh. Yeah. You know, yeah. if he paid his bills, that wouldn't even have been a game. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's funny. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. So this one we're going to do, this has got a more broad of a stroke to it. It's a uh, best card game. So I will start first, actually. For Euro game, I was actually thinking about pu- putting Puerto Rico on it. But I haven't played Puerto Rico in so long that, to tell you the truth, and, you know, I've talked about it before, how much I loved it. But, again, this is, again, one of these games that I haven't gotten to the table as much, so I don't know if I like it as much as I do. But for best card game, I pick San Juan because it's basically the same thing except for a card game. And another thing that's funny, too, is I haven't played this in in its physical form. I've only played it online. But every time I played it, and it's funny because it seems like the same game every time, you know, there's lots of cards, granted. There's lots of cards, there's lots of ways to play it. But for some reason, it never gets old to me. You know, it's just, it's, it's fun to see, you know, what roles people are going to pick, you know, what, what resources they're going to use, and what cards are going to use for victory points for the game. So it's just one of those that I've played, on, you know, time and again on my phone. I've played against other people online and stuff like that. And I've just, I don't know, it's just been... It's been a lot of fun, so I, that's why I picked that. All right, Dan, what about you? So my pick is basically San Juan in space, Race for the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, like, San Juan is awesome. I like Race a little more because, you know, you're choosing the roles and then you're getting, you know, everyone's getting to choose the roles in secrecy. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily know what phasers are going to go off and stuff like that. On a quick aside, I also had Puerto Rico uh, for a possible of best Euro, but we mentioned <laughs> that in our uh, Timeless episode. And then I was going to go for Sentinels for best card game. And then I realized we also mentioned that in our best uh, timeless episode. So, <laughs> But yeah, so Race for the Galaxy is my pick for top card game. Nice. What about you, Paige? Uh, so I was going to pick the Pathfinder Adventure card game. But since I've already mentioned it, I'll say another one. And I got to go with Magic. It's, I mean, I've been playing it for years and years. And I love getting it out and introducing people to it and it's you're never playing the same game there's so much replay to it you change one card it change your changes your entire deck and i mean you can go on and on and but i can't (laughs) 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 i'm speechless by by how good it is you can go on and on so i will stop right here (laughs) (laughs) but i don't give the people what they want page good good job good job No, I agree with the whole magic thing too because yeah, I mean, how many millions of cards out there? They're still going. I mean, it it hasn't it hasn't lost its feel its its loving feeling from the fans. I mean, that's how many games do you know out there that have started so long ago are still continuing to this day? Besides Magic, Pokemon, you know that kind of thing. And I mean, I'm not a competitive player, and the love for it is still huge. It's not like you have to be competitive to play it. You can just casually play like I'm a kitchen table player but I love 
hang like if I'm sitting down watching TV, I'll think of an idea. I'll start going through my cards and put something together. What about you, Taco? My card game is uh, Imperial Settlers. Nice. It's you know it's got that whole civilization building, uh, engine building mechanic that I really enjoy. And then when you're playing with all experienced players, you can also kind of deck build too. You can mm-hmm. like with all the different expansions, you can kind of build your own deck mm-hmm. for your civilization and try to pick a style. And each what I like is each nation has their own style, like completely different way to play. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I I actually am. I've been playing. We have Imperial Settlers on our ten by ten list for this year, and the more I play it, the more I love it. And unfortunately, we don't have anything but the base game itself. But um, just being able to learn the ins and outs of a game like that that has so much replayability, even with the base game, is pretty amazing. Yeah. And the, and the fact that uh, Ignacy, like, you can tell he loves that game because every third picture he shares is something about that game, which is right. just awesome. It's it's cool when somebody somebody has that much of a love of their own game, you know? I mean, you could, you, you know, you can technically be like, well, you know, I made this game. It was, you know, it was a, it was a, it's a good hit, but, you know, I like this other one, you know, better and stuff like that and kind of leave it to the wayside. But, man, he just... He's really he really is in love with that game and it and he's to, in love with most of his games. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, you yeah. should be. You know, right. it's too bad you don't see that more from other from other companies and other people. Stuff. There's people out there, but you you don't see. I don't think you see anybody to tell you the truth that I've seen that has as much love for what they do. Besides, maybe you know Jamie is uh, Ignacy. So cool. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next uh, category is party games. So, Taco, why don't you start with that one? All right, party games. I actually originally had uh, a game called Sixes, which is kind of like a new version of Scategories. Oh, okay. But I decided to move that off to the side and go with one that I recently had a lot of fun with, and that was Garbage Day. Oh, yeah. That's such a great game. I didn't even think about that game. Where you're trying to stack cards on... T- onto an actual garbage can and hope that they don't fall off when you put a card on or when you have to take a card off. And there's a video online of us playing and it's just insane. We had to have someone like remove 18 cards or add 18 cards to the garbage. And it was just insane. Yeah. It's funny. It's one of the, that's one of those games. Like when you think of a party game, a lot of times I try to think about, you know, what's good for the masses, not just for a certain group, which is not going to go well with what I picked. But I think that Garbage Day is one of those games you can play with anybody. You can play for little kids, you can play with adults, you can play with older people. Um, we, you know, we went on vacation one time and uh, it was my my side of the family and my parents just loved playing, not only playing it, but watching everybody else fail at it. And my son just had a ton of fun with it. And the art is just, the, even the trash itself looks kind of gross when you look at the cards, you know. And <laughs> right. People have fun with that, you know, like the dirty socks. And the there's that there's one that's like Bad Alien uh, 2 or something like that. And we were just, we'd always laugh at that one. So Or Bad and Balloon, if that's what it is, Bad Balloon. It just, it just grabs attention to the table, too, especially mm-hmm. when you get to those high-tense moments when someone has to do 
a lot of taking or adding on. And it just everyone suddenly they kind of backs away from the table to let the person do it, and they're just intently watching them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Paige, what about you? So I had two games that I chose. No, it, you can't do that. <laughs> it's, it's only a top game, not not a tie for the top. Yeah, you can do two. That's well, <laughs> so I kind of picked two based on one was if you're at a party and you want to get a game going and you need a lot of people who are having drinks and you need to accommodate them. And then I've got just the high number, like you're in a family reunion or something and you want everybody to be involved and you, it, it's not the same obnoxiousness. <laughs> so <laughs> first, I, my first pick for the party style party game would be Wits and Wagers. Nice. Because uh, we have a ton of fun with it. All you're doing is writing a number and putting it in a line. And, and then you bet and it's like, okay, and that's all you're doing and then you're going to try and collect poker chips and you can adjust how long you want the game to last with your own poker chips if you want and you just get them more and more points and that's awesome and it's super easy until you're drinking too much you can't read the cards anymore (laughs) but i mean by then you're probably not worried about playing the game anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't even play that game with my aunts and uncles because they would turn that into a drinking slash actual betting game, and yeah, that would go downhill from there. No, yeah. guess what? I brought $20 for booze and for food. I don't want to play any betting games. Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> one of my favorites was uh, one of the questions was like, how much does a submarine weigh? And somebody put down like 3,500 pounds, and we're like, you think a submarine is only 3,500 pounds? <laughs> I guess if it's made of air balloons. Or yeah, he's, balloons. he's like, or, what? Or how much could it po- yeah, he's like, how much could it possibly weigh? And the answer is something like like 2,000 tons or something like that. <laughs> um, it's amazing a, to see the raid range. On a quick note, uh, the game Over Under, uh, you can find that on Amazon for like 12, 15 bucks. It's another number answer trivia game, and there's like 600 questions in there. Wow. So I just picked that game up, and I threw it right in my box with Wits and Wagers. So now we have tons more questions. Mm, That's good to know. Nice. That's a a good board game hack by Dan. (laughs) (laughs) And then so uh, on the other side of the spectrum, when you're just with family and you're kind of taking it easy and you want to all be involved in chatting around a table and being together, I pick code names. Because you have to pick code names. <laughs> it's it's so good. It, I played two two weeks ago or so, and my grandparents, who have never played anything outside of euchre and cribbage, <laughs> played with us, and they had a blast with it. Nice. They didn't understand how we knew if the answers were right because they didn't see the the key card. <laughs> So, so they're, Are they're you going, some type of wizard, Paige? <laughs> How do you foretell this future that's happening? We had a card, and like we gave the clue, and the answer, it's one of the things that the, uh, the other clue giver didn't look at my cards, and one of my cards fit better. And she goes, oh, no, I disagree. I think I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... That's not how it works. <laughs> but, I mean, they're still having fun with it. Like, yeah. it, you know, just getting the, the thinking going. And, you know, it's, it's such a blast. 
I'm going to do um, that the next time I play code names. I'm going to be like, no, I disagree. This should be a red card. Let's <laughs> see how that goes. Code names goes to court. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I will say, so I will say something that's probably of the other side of the coin. Um, I actually don't like code names as much as I thought I would. I don't Turned know what it show. is. Yeah, I know. I know. Everybody <laughs> loves this game. Everybody loves this game. Logan loves this game. He thinks it's the best thing ever, and he wants to play it every time he sees it. But I don't know what it is. I just do not have fun with it, and I usually have fun with games like this. Maybe I'm it's the you. company. Maybe it's the way it works out. I don't know. Do you suck at it? Yeah. <laughs> I do not suck at it, actually. I'm probably one of the better players at it. I think what it is is you get that many people together and it everybody's just sitting there quietly and thinking for a bit and it's like well we've got a lot of people we could all be socializing but we're all focused on it and it it kind of it takes the steam out of the uh, high energy visits or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you know it's funny that might be that might be the the reason. I think they're coming out with a Marvel edition and I might actually like that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, put they're, Put Marvel on anything, I'll buy it. Stupid me. They're doing Disney too, I think. Oh, right? nice. That'd is be that, cool. Is is it Code Names that are doing that? They're I'm doing sure. Marvel and Disney. I think so. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's all Disney related, so yeah, yeah. I don't doubt it. They also have uh, Code Names duet on the way. The two-player only Code Names version. Oh jeez. Yeah. Right. I, I want to see how that, that plays. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't sound like that would work at all. Okay. For, but I'm for sure. the married couple that no one wants to hang out with. <laughs> hey quit talking about me like that <laughs> alright Dan what's yours alright so uh, I'm going to go the way of Paige because I knew there was a reason I like this guy I got two <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck well, one here's well, the deal okay, crosstalk, okay crosstalk is my favorite but it's not technically out yet I actually I met Brett Sobel at um, the DreamCon Dexcon thing a few months back and he was testing this game out before putting it on Kickstarter. I, I I was so happy with that. I was like, dude, can I get an extra beta of this and I'll start playtesting with it for you too? And he was like, sure, go ahead. I was sending him feedback every couple of weeks. The game is awesome as hell. And uh, Paige, if you like Codenames, you're going to love Crosstalk. It is dope yeah. as hell. But if you wanted to run out to the store this week and get a party game, I would say Concept. It's another really awesome game where it's just like, I just love that imagination thing where it's like you have a, a board of all these icons and you're just trying to link together these icons for people to get things. So like take, for example, it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You put like fantasy, male, you might put like four cubes next to the number one to show four entities, green, and you know maybe you'll put like a cube next to each of the colors of their masks or something. You know, it's like how you lead people to those answers is awesome. And uh, the, way it's just, you, the way you do it is very complicated, so I'm sure I would not have fun with it. <laughs> it's awesome. And what I love, though, is like, uh, you know, the cards have everywhere from like snowman to, you know, like beneath a rose, no secrets are told. And you're like, what the fuck does that even mean? But it's just awesome like that. They have such a range on all the cards. And, you know, it's another game where you can just like everyone can break out a couple of drinks you go around the table, everyone like takes turns just like trying to, you know, see who can get their clues. I've seen videos on that game and I still haven't played it yet, but that's does sound like it would be a lot of fun. But you'd have to play with the right the right people though, I think, because like this is a game that I, you know, you when you think about it, you think, okay, well, I could play with family, I play with friends. With me, I think I would play with my friends, 
with my family, I think they would be that thing where it'd be like I'd put you know put a different you know I'd put some clues on. They'd be like, "What does that mean?" You know, and I'd be like, "Okay, we're done. This game is over. This game is officially over." You put down red and blue. If it's not Superman, what is it? Well, first of all, it's an animal, so it can't be goddamn Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I always pick on my sister because I I love her to death, but anything that makes her makes her mind kind of you know think about things she's like automatically shuts down like <laughs> i can't do it i'm done and i'm like so i'm like so every time we pick games for game night at my parents house tracy's like okay we have to pick a game that trace or that Ange can play i'm like yep we'll have to figure that out <laughs> do, you, like, do you actually hear like you the, play oh yeah oh yeah well we played this game called this party game called curses which is actually a fun game and it's one of those where you basically play cards on other people and it makes them, it keeps them from doing different things, okay? So, and but also you can make people act out different things. So, like, one of them's like, you know, you talk like a pirate, but if you don't, then you, you know, you get a negative card and then you get your out or whatever. And, uh, like, just as soon as it says pirate, she's like, I don't know how to do a pirate. I'm like, just do something stupid and go, R. that's a pirate. You know, you don't have to, it's not rocket science. It's just a game. You know, I love her to death, but can't give me a break. I'm guessing she doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, she doesn't, but it, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't matter if she, if she did, she'd be like, she'd shake her head just like she always does when I pick on her. So love you. All right. Um, <laughs> just so, in case she hears this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, for my party game, I picked something that's a little more crude, a little more uh, something for the adults, drinky, drinky time. I picked the game that is loved by lots, but also hated by more. Uh, I picked Cards Against Humanity. It's just, I don't know, this game just makes me laugh every time I've got that kind of personality. I, I understand that there's, this is a game that's going to offend people, but you know what? It's just a game, people, okay? Just going out there, having fun. It's... You know, it's just, you know, picking the stupidest thing to go with, you know, with a question or, you know, a fill in the blank. And every time I've played this game, I've had the most fun. I've never played this game and not had fun, like the most fun. So it's just, I love it to no end. Uh, the stupid expansions they come out with, like the geek one and the 90s nostalgia and stuff like that just brings brings a smile to my face. So that's why I picked Cards Against Humanity. All right, moving on. Uh, next, we have two-player, best two-player game. Um, I will go first. Um, this was hard for me because I don't, I don't necessarily have a lot of two-player games. Um, you could pick Magic, you know, because that's really a two-player game. You can play multiplayer if you want to be crazy, but who wants to do that? But the one that I played that I, another one that I'd heard a ton of good things from, even from Paige. And I was thinking, I just, there's no way that I could like this game. But the first time I played, I was like, wow, this game has, is, has the hype. And it's one of those that has a theme that you wouldn't think that you would necessarily like, but it just works. It's patchwork. Nice. Um, it's just, that game is just, it's just so good. I just, you can tell it's good because I get excited about it when I talk about it. It's just, it, it has a lot to it. You know, just having those different, you know, patches and, 
you know, where are you going to pick next? Because you can only go, you know, move it so many times, and then you could screw other people because you'd be like, well, obviously they're not they're not going to want to play this because it'll mess up their whole board, and it's got you know, it's very puzzle piecely puzzle PC. If that's not that's not even a word, but I did it anyway. I'm sure it is. Not a phrase, whatever. But um, yeah, just every time I've played this game, I've just had a lot of fun, and I know that my wife that I've played with played with she's had a ton of fun with this even play with mike i, I know as soon as i showed this to mike mike turned his nose up because if he doesn't like a theme a lot of times he does not give two shits about a game but uh he even enjoyed it so that's why i picked patchwork dude here's how you sell it to mike you tell him it's tetris with a button economy yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it is all right dan what is, what is your pick for two-player my favorite two-player game is humpin it has, oh, and tons of replayability the expansions are amazing it's just probably the best game ever but besides that one from the makers of cards against humanity yeah. from the makers of the reason why people are still on the planet mm-hmm. um, but the other two-player game i love is santorini even though it hasn't been out that long i mean the game is like really simple you're just trying to build and get to the top of a three-story tower but they have like 50 different god cards that are all these asynchronous powers. And just like the pairing matchups, it <laughs> it probably ties into my love of wrestling. But we actually started like fantasy booking our future plays of Santorini. We're like, oh shit, that Minotaur is pretty awesome. Yeah, but I don't think he can beat Apollo. Okay, well, let's do a best two out of three. And like, <laughs> so it's like the gods wrestling fed of building towers. Hell in the cell. <laughs> yeah, right. It's uh, but I mean, it's just a little five by five board, but it looks cool as hell when it's built. It's, I mean, it's really fun and it's also quick, so you can play like, it's one of those filler games where you know you do a round or two, that's fine, or you just start playing it for real, and the next thing you know, it's an hour and a half later, and you've already played like nine rounds of it. It's awesome. Taco, what's your top two player game? Seven Wonders Duel. Nice. I'm I'm a big fan of Seven Wonders and. I didn't think they could really make a good two-player version, but the way they did it with how the cards are laid out in like a pyramid, and you select you select a card, and you'll be able to see like half the cards there that are available, and trying to plan ahead and trying to figure out how to limit your opponent's options, and it helps them probably undefeated in the game. So, nice. <laughs> but uh. No, it, it's a lot of fun. Really, if you enjoy Seven Wonders and you mainly play two-player games and so you don't get to play that that often, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend Seven Wonders Duel. So it seems like most of the time when they make something like this, it's it's great. It's supposed to be more of a intimate and quicker game. Is it more of a quicker game or does it have the same kind of length? It, it's it's fairly quicker. Mm-hmm. I'm, it still plays over three ages like Seven Wonders the original does mm-hmm. but obviously because you have less people you don't have that card drafting element so it's a little bit faster i think yeah. you're not yeah. having to wait for okay is everyone ready to place you know stuff like that yeah so then when it comes to a game like that can you go back to Sun- seven wonders or is it just like i just yeah okay they're, they're different enough that you could play either one cool i like that 
All right, Paige, what's your two-player game? Well, my two-player game was Patchwork, but I will... <laughs> nice! <laughs> I will switch that because I actually forgot about this game. I haven't played it quite as much, but I have loved it as much or more in the limited time I've played, and that's Star Wars Rebellion. Nice. It is so good. Like, just running around the through the galaxies and trying to find the rebel base and come back and if you're the rebels being able to hide and build like it really locks you down on building up the way you're watching the imperial just get huge and you're going well i'm trying my best but i i can't really get anything going too well and it it's still it really it feels like you're backing in a corner but at the same time you're really not at a disadvantage because i mean you're hidden and it's uh it's really thematically good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right. it's backing you into a corner and you're coming up and you're able to sometimes win and sometimes, like, you, it's, I don't feel like being on either side, you have a worse chance of winning. It, it's really good. It really is the original trilogy in a box. I mean, I've I've had a game where I actually captured Princess Leia, tortured her to try and find out where the rebel base was. And have... <laughs> And have Han come in and save her. You know, it, you can't say that for many games of how thematic and how close it is to the actual source material. And yet it is so wide open with the decisions that logistically and logically it shouldn't really happen, but it does happen. You can pretty much say nowadays anything Star Wars made into a game is pretty awesome. Because, I mean, they really, it just seems like anything nowadays that comes out, they just just seems to be better and better and you know people just seem to dig it all right and that leads us to our last category co-op all right Paige, i'm gonna have you go first this time all right uh my co-op game is pandemic legacy it is so 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 good <laughs> i love the story i like from the first game to the end of december i think we played a total of 15 games and I played, we played a two player uh, season because it was just me and my buddy generally that play. And we said, oh, okay, we'll, we'll just do it with two players because who knows when we'll ever get to play with three or four. And we played through, and he, we took maybe two months to finish it. And since then, it's been almost a year, and he's asking me when season two coming out. He's, <laughs> he, and he's not nice. much of a gamer, and it's like, Oh man, it really, it really struck a chord, and it, it, it's just so, so good. That's great when a legacy game like that can really, you know, make you want to play the next one, or you know, even go back and play it again. Because I know other people that have taken their games, whether you know, no matter how ruined it is, they go back and find a way to piece <laughs> some stuff back together, print out some yeah. stuff, and play it again. You know. Yeah. I almost put this on my list, but I had a feeling that someone else would have. Um, <laughs> so I actually put a game that was already referenced. I picked the Pathfinder Adventure Card game because this this <laughs> game is just it's just too cool. I mean, they've got and I've only you know played uh, the original base set with some of the extra chapters. Yeah, chapters, you know, and then add-ons and stuff like that that they have. Uh, Mike has this. And we've played it a ton of times. We're actually we actually got to the point where like okay, 
we're obviously we want to get through a campaign so we're gonna play this once a month until we you know and see how far we can get and I've just loved it playing the app online played that too that's that's fun you know again just the replayability of it and they just keep coming out with more and more and more and it just it, there's no signs of it slowing you know and even with the base sets that aren't as popular like the skulls and shackles I've heard that a lot of people didn't even like that as much they're still you know it's still selling well and still yeah. you know rating pretty decently so that game has just always been a ton of fun for me and I love anything fantasy so you, when you come out with something like that and I've even played played a couple of campaigns where I played a stupid bard that died right away. I'm like, <laughs> I love bards in like real role playing, but in this game, they really suck. So a song could not save my fellow guy. So that was mine. All right, Dan, what about yours? I got to ask you guys one quick uh, out of character question about the Pathfinder card game, real quick. The Summoner class have you either of you ever played that in that game? No, I have not. Damn it. Nope. I uh, I wanted to get that deck soon, and I was wondering if they just get their asses handed to them like half the other spellcasters, or if they're uh, a little better. Yeah. All right, well, so we're actually, well, we're actually playing this. It, Mike has those, and we're after I die, I was thinking about maybe you know taking one. But yeah, it's <laughs> I, I thought of that too. I was like, boy, this seems like it could really go down and play. <laughs> Alright, so my best co-op is actually Dead of Winter. Nice. You know, even though there's a chance there could be a traitor in the game, I just love that, like, constant sense of doom. You know, <laughs> it's like, from the moment you start, you're like, cool, we got all this stuff and everything else. Alright, man, we ready? We're gonna die. You know, but <laughs> it's in that disparity that you're actually, like, really banding together. Because it's like, no, fuck it. Like, you can't just go, ah, screw Mike, if he dies, whatever, we'll be fine. Because if you're down to one morale and Mike dies, you all lose. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Mike now is your bestest friend in the whole wide world. So, and yeah. uh, like just the dripping with theme, the way it works. You know, they you know they release the uh, the long night, which adds even more characters. You can play that alone or combine it with the first. It, it's just to me an awesome, awesome, like we need to work together game. It was a game for me that I watched stuff on it and I had no interest to me and I got it to the table sort of forcefully I had friends over and said oh you got to try it I went okay I'm not going to sit around for three hours just watching and I tried and I loved it that's a good call good call yeah it's one it's one of those games that came out when a zombie theme was kind of old hat you know people were just like okay we get it zombies we've seen it a million times you know but i think what this game does better than any just about any game that has not not only a horror but a suspense theme of it it's it does what the walking dead as a show and a comic does best it it takes all those elements and puts it into one thing and like it's it's weird like thinking about when you play a game that you like you're like holding your breath or you're, you know, you're grinding your teeth or you're, you're like, you know, what Dan said, you know, they're like, okay, this guy's an asshole, but he's got to be my guy because if we don't do it together, (laughs) guess what? We're all dead, you know? So I just, I think that, that this game has something that a lot of games don't have. And that is dramatic theme to it. Yeah. And, and one request of players out there is, uh, if on the first player's move they go to explore somewhere and they roll that exposure die and get killed instantly from the uh, that tooth, don't start over. 
keep that game going. It's it's just a little more brutal. Yeah, exactly. All right, Taco, what is your top co-op game? I actually have I have one that's an actual published game, and then I have one that's a fan like variant. Okay. Uh, do I have to talk? Do I have to pull you all aside and talk to you about what a top game means? Fine, I'll just do the fan I'm, variant. I'm one. the only one that top the game for every single. No, it's okay, talk. You can do both. Well, you did say top five for each of these, and there's only four of us, so one of us had to make up the slack for each one, right? Okay. This guy's a Guess team what? player. No, you didn't. All right, go ahead. All right. Well. The actual published one is a classic, probably one of the original co-ops, and that's Shadows Over Camelot. It's got the hidden trainer, trader mechanic, which adds that little bit of, yeah, you're working together, but are we all really working together? And it, it's fun. Everyone, it's pretty easy to play, and you're trying to get all the white swords and none of the black swords and win the game, and... You're dumping cards into the lake, and hopefully you're not the traitor and not dumping, like, all the good, like, Merlin cards into the lake. It, it's a fun game. I, it, it's held up over time. So the fan-made variant that, I'm talk, uh, that I really enjoy is for X-Wing. There's a co-op campaign called Heroes of the Aturi Cluster, and each player basically makes a pilot. And you all start out in like a real basic like X Wing or A Wing, and it's a it's an AI controlled Imperial faction, and you're complete, you're doing these different missions, and you get experience and money on destroying different ships and completing the objectives, and you'll buy buy the upgrade cards and get pilot skills, and you could eventually like get into a B-Wing or, you know, the nicer Tywing and everything like that. Or not Tywing, <laughs> the X-Wing. And so it, it's a pre, it's pretty sweet. We've played through it and had a blast. And I think they're doing an Imperial and a, and a Scum campaign now too. Nice. That's cool. I like when people go out of their way to make something like that where it's like, it's like, why don't you just like go to the company and yeah, you, know, you know, hands up like this to them if you're you know doing something that, that big, you know. What's so amazing with it is they created like an AI for the Imperial movement. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's a tabletop game with movement and everything, and it they have figured out how to kind of like okay, if you're within this range or, you know, the way this one, this person thinks is, that, you know, it focuses on this target. And so it'll do whatever gets it closest to that or something like, you know, something like that. And it'll pick these actions on default unless this and this are happening. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, I'm surprised. I'm surprised we didn't have as many, uh, as many uh, duplicates as we did. I mean, we did have a few here and there and stuff like that, but uh, it's nice to see that, you know, between our personalities, there was a lot more out there for what we thought was our topics. And again, it, it'd be kind of cool to, you know, come back in a few years and see if this actually changes, you know, because again, there'll be, there'll be better things that come out. There'll be things that we forgot. There'll be something that'll be sitting right on your shelf that as soon as we get done with this, we'll, we'll be walking and be like, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch, this is the one game I should have picked, and I didn't pick, so. 
it's nice to see that uh, that amount of differences again for everybody's picks. So, so that was our top games. All right, Dan, you've got another uh, wrestling theme trivia for us. Indeed, I do. And uh, by the way, I have to I have to note uh, I listened to the first trivia game we played, mm-hmm. and oh my god, dude, it was hilarious. I. <laughs> hilariously bad how hilariously bad we were <laughs> pretty much yeah. like, you pretty much spoon fed all the answers to everybody my favorite was the number game dealing with uh like you know the dead man or whatever and kim said tombstone nimit i'm like yes that's that's a game tombstone nimit <laughs> okay so in that episode we one of the we were doing like combining wrestlers playing uh board games right so mm-hmm. one of the games was over Undertaker, and uh, nice. after WrestleMania, many many sad faces as the Taker laid down his hat and uh, his padded trench coat and walked out of the ring. And it seems like he is done. So like when most things end, you always think back to how they started and how you got there. So I have actually gone through every goddamn WrestleMania match of the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> alright I don't want this to be a three hour podcast it's Let's not it. but so help me dude you cannot question my dedication to making this bit work so help me god <laughs> so once again welcome to Dan's Dumb Trivia aka the DDT yes, the MFG cast is cooking All right, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to play over Undertaker. All of these answers are number-based. I'm going to go through each of you. I'll start it out with Paige, and then we'll go down the list. You other two guys are going to say if you think his answer is over or under the actual answer. Each correct answer, you get a point. Does this sound a lot like Flip the Tables (laughs) IMDb rating game? Sure as shit does, because I stole it. So, here we go. All right, so Paige, we'll start with you. WrestleMania right. 7, Undertaker's first WrestleMania, and it's against Superfly Snooka. So speaking of things that fly, when pigs fly, and yes, that is an actual game, from Fundex, you know, those, those guys that made all those awesome games like when pigs fly, because I've never heard of them before, and it has an amazing <laughs> seven ratings on Board Game Geek. The question is, how many people on BGG have this listed as they own it? Ooh, 12. Okay. Page's answer is 12. Kurt, over or under? I'm going to say under. Okay. Taco? Over. Okay. Also, I'm hoping you guys don't always go over, under, over, under, because that would make this game <laughs> suck really quick. <laughs> we found out the flaw. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I'm going to send the winner a dollar. So if you guys all answer the same way, nobody gets a dollar. All right. So the actual answer is 21. So Taco has a ah, point. That's right. Okay, Kurt, moving on to you. It is Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania 8. Jake, I don't know if you remember this at one point. He had that whole preacher gimmick where he was talking about John 316 and stuff like that. Helps launch the rise of Austin. Well, while he was busy preaching his stuff, it made me think of Snake Oil. You know, the game where you're trying to push like all your products because you're saying how great they are. The question is, how many players can get in on a game of Snake Oil? I'll say eight. All right, Kurt says Snake Oil is up to eight players. Page over or under? I think it's over. Okay. Taco? Under. 
Okay, see, Taco's trying to play the system and it blew up in his face because the actual answer is 10. Yes. Wow. Yeah. By the way, on an, a very original concept, I decide if anyone gets their answer exactly on the button, I'm going to give them five bonus points. I just came up with <laughs> that right. and I never heard that anywhere else before. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> WrestleMania 9. He goes against the giant Gonzalez. This guy was the worst fucking wrestler ever. Yeah, he was just big. <laughs> he was That's a big dude was. that wore a suit that looked like muscles. <laughs> yeah. He was so terrible. With hair on it. Yep. <laughs> Since he was the worst wrestler ever, I went to the worst board game on Board Game Geek ever, which apparently is Snakes and Ladders. It has one. It actually has 13,640 ratings. On a scale of 1 to 10, using the point system, Taco, what does Snakes and Ladders rank on BGG? 1. You think it's a 1? Okay. I think it's a 1. Over under, guys? He thinks it's only a 1 on BGG. I'm going to have to say over. Okay, Kurt? Is there a point zero? No, over. <laughs> okay, you guys are correct. It is actually ranked at 2.8, which I don't know how the worst game ever can still scrape by at a 3. No kidding. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Holy smokes. Right? All right, so now we're on to WrestleMania 11. King Kong Bundy. My biggest disappointment about King Kong Bundy, that he is not one of the monsters you can use in King of New York. Do you see what I did there? This game is from Yellow. It's beloved by many. So, so many people. In fact, how many owners on BGG are ranked in this game? Like, how many people are listed as having it? You don't need the precise number, because BGG gave me the just whatever, like, not down to the one. So, Paige, how many people do you think own King of New York? King of New York, 11,000. Okay, 11,000. Kurt, over or under? I'm going to say over. Taco? Over. Okay, you guys are correct, because it is currently at 13 and change thousand. Oh, that's what I meant. That was my second guess. (laughs) Well, that's what you texted me, but you didn't say it. That was the problem. You were so close. (laughs) WrestleMania 12, he goes against uh, Big Sexy, a.k.a. back then, Diesel. Uh, speaking of diesel fuels, Crude Oil, a game published by Stronghold Games. Dude, I was reaching for so many of these. Actual quote from this game description. Just as with real-world energy companies, players set up facilities for oil drilling, oil pumping, oil refining into gasoline, and more. All of which use actual plastic pieces on the board. That's a quote from the game. Oh, my God. Kurt, what year did this game first come out? Oh, God. All right, this is where we know that I'm a fraud. Um, good lord, I don't know. Two thousand and nine. Two thousand nine. Okay, Paige, over or under? Under. Under. Taco. Under, because I think it's two thousand seven. It's a Thank lot earlier than that, dude. Uh, like more I than thirty years. Game. It is actually from nineteen seventy four originally. <laughs> And it was a grail game for almost a decade until Stronghold picked it up. Okay, we're moving on to WrestleMania 13, Psycho Sid. What made Sid so crazy, though? Maybe he was an unloved child. Maybe he had bad trauma. Or maybe it was the twisting embrace of ancient gods of madness destroying one another in an endless cycle trying to consume the sanity of everyone on Earth. Like in Cthulhu Wars. Kurt, oh, actually, no, sorry, Kurt. We just went to you. Taco. How many people backed this game when it was on Kickstarter in 2013? 7,800. 7,800. All right. Kurt, over or under? 
I'll say under this time. Okay. Paige? I think it's over. Over? Okay. Unfortunately, Paige, you did not get this one. Kurt did. Uh It is 4,389. Yeah, eat a bitch. What? By the way, currently uh, three-way tie, which is pretty interesting. Hey. All right, so now we're going to move on to WrestleMania 14, where the devil's favorite demon, Kane, went against his brother, the Taker. Now, Kane's favorite game would probably be something uh, like Burn in Hell, an actual game from Steve Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) It has 367 ratings on BGG, and we definitely need 299 people to also rate this, so it can be 666 ratings, because that would be (laughs) awesome. (laughs) All right, so Paige, what is the ranking on BGG for Burn in Hell? I don't know, 12,000? No, the rank uh, one to ten. I'm sorry, the BGG ranking. They loved it so much. <laughs> this game is fucking right. awesome. On a scale of one to ten, I give it two thousand. Two hundred and twenty. Suck it, pandemic legacy. This game's a twelve thousand on a one to ten. They should put that on the box. Went to the Curtis Omular School of uh, Counting. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> this many (laughs) so maybe five all right so he's giving it a five right down the middle of the road i like the way this guy thinks kurt over or under let's say it's under taco over all right the actual rating is 4.5 kurt picks up a bonus point yes wrestlemania 15 big boss man i don't know if you know this big boss man didn't get along with too many people was never really in tech teams so long odds are he probably played a lot of solo board games Police Precinct sounds like one of those games that he would probably play by himself because it's one to six players. You know, he could grab a few guys from the corporate ministry or whatever, I guess, if he wanted. But Kurt, with over a thousand ratings on BGG, what does Police Precinct rank at? 13,000. No, um... One to ten. One to ten. Negative two. Let's see. Police Precinct. Boy, that sounds awful. Um, No offense to whoever made it. I'm going to say a... I'm going to say a 4.3. Over. All right. Taco already said over. Paige? Over. Yeah. You guys are on the money because that game is a 7. Whoa. Apparently it was really good. Yeah, in your face, Kurt. Yeah. Tom Vassell loves that game. Uh, Who cares what he thinks? All right, next. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ric Flair. You know what he was always doing, right, Kurt? Come on. You have to know this. He was going 12,000. Woo! <laughs> he was styling profiling, baby. That's right. You know who else is styling profiling? <laughs> All of your customers in the game Rococo. I'm really reaching for games here. Yeah, you were really reaching. <laughs> but, dude, it's all about making the finest Ooh. stuff. Dude, his car, his suit costs more than your car. Remember that. That's true. Yeah, his <laughs> suit costs more than my life. Go ahead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> So, it was a joke, Dan. Kurt's self esteem at an all time low. I'm going to give Kurt's self esteem a 2.6. Over or under? Under. Right. <laughs> okay. So, Taco, what is Rococo? Rococo, Jesus Christ. Rococo's rating on Board Game Geek 1 to 10 scale 6.9. 6.9. I see what you did there, and I approve. <laughs> Woo! If it, was the, if it was the Rococo version, <laughs> yeah, right? definitely 6.9. Paige, is that over or under? Uh, under. All right. Kurt, you think the rating is over or under? 
I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say it's over. And you went on the right limb, Kurt, because the actual rating is 7.6. Yes. Okay. We are up to page once more. WrestleMania 21. I'm not even acknowledging the one two before this because they both sucked. (laughs) (laughs) WrestleMania 21. He goes against Randy Orton, a.k.a. The Viper. He has venom in his veins. And you know who else has venom in their veins? Anyone that loses when they play Poison from Reiner Knizia. It's an awesome trick-taking game, trying to make sure those cauldrons don't hit 13. Otherwise, you suffer the wrath of the Poison cards. Now, the game uses cards from 1 to 13. I'm giving you a little inside baseball there. Paige, what number card is the Poison card in Poison? 13. 13. Kurt, over or under? Say over. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like start, I feel like he's trying to lead you down to bark path there <laughs> taco is the the poison number card over or under that under that is correct guys the actual poison card is the number four okay wrestlemania 22 mark henry world's strongest man you know what you need Mark Henry to help you do? Pick up a copy of Ogre, the world's heaviest board game. Uh, now, I don't know if you guys ever played the sale of this thing. It's like a 30-pound box. It's a beast. Now, I don't know how many people want to go one-on-one with Mark Henry, but I know a few people want to go one-on-one with Ogre because, Kurt, how many people on BGG have this in their want-to-trade-for-a-copy-of-Ogre list? Wow. Yes, that wow. wants-and-trade column that no one ever looks at. No kidding. How many people want Ogre? Two hundred. Two hundred says Kurt. Taco over or under? Under. Under. Page? I'll say over. Ooh. Actual answer is one hundred and twenty-two. Ooh. I'm really bad at this. You know, for a game at 50-50 chances. All right, so WrestleMania 23, Batista, a.k.a. Bootista. And you know what other game gets a lot of boos? Monopoly. A lot of people hate that. Don't know if you ever heard. (laughs) The question is, how long have people been booing this game? So let's find out. Taco, what year did Monopoly release in? 1954. 1954, says Taco. Page, over or under? Under. Kurt, over or under? I also say under. That is a wise decision, gentlemen, because that game came out in 1933. That oh, means I people. It was 37. Close. Well, people have been bitching for 84 years, so that's always yeah. pretty sweet. <laughs> well, they had Monopoly and Jarts, where you throw it in the air and <laughs> yeah. not try not to get impaled in your face. I was going to say, and hope that you <laughs> don't catch two it in the neck. <laughs> okay. So, up next is uh, WrestleMania 24. Do you know what uh, Edge's theme song is? That's because that's who he goes against in WrestleMania 24. Come on, Kurt. You have to know this. You think you know me. All right. So anyway. <laughs> Did my really... blank face give it away? Yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. You're, you're terrible at both halves of this game. All right. Speaking of which, who really knows you best? In fact, who would know if you're a werewolf? And if you're going to do werewolf, you got to go ultimate, right? So, Paige, if you wanted to get some people together for Ultimate Werewolf, what is the highest player count you can go to in this game? Oh, jeez. 24. 24. Kurt, over or under? I'm going to say under. Taco? Over. It's 99. Uh, oh, 
the game has it listed as 68, but that is still over 24, oh. so Taco gets a point. <laughs> I say 12,000. <laughs> yeah, 12,000. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I thought like, for sure yeah. it was 99. <laughs> All right, P- Paige is going to probably love this question. Wrestle- All right, so the next year is Shawn Michaels, who cares? Triple H, Triple H, blah, 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 blah. WrestleMania 29, CM Punk, a.k.a. the best in the world. Also in the best of the world, according to BGG, Pandemic Legacy. Might have heard somebody on this podcast mention this game a few minutes ago. It's made by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock. Now let's just say you got all the games that both of those gentlemen made together. Like each individually, combined into a giant pile. How many games do you have in that pile? So basically I'm looking for how many games did Davio make? How many games did Leacock make? Combine those answers. Paige, how many games did they make? I think it's my Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Uh, it's actually Kurt. Because Paige just said 24 for the werewolf. Oh, that's so right. So it's actually Kurt. Good lord. How many games, um, Kurt? I don't know. Do you want me to Again. take a picture of my game collection and you can start counting? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, 52. 52. Taco, over or under? Ooh. Over. Paige? Oh, man. I'm going to say under under the actual Probably answer shouldn't. uh <laughs> kurt only got half of that right it's actually 104 Jeez. oh my god i was gonna yeah. say davio has more than that alone right uh wrestlemania 30 brock lesnar not even gonna say something about this guy because i don't want him to come to my house and choke me out of my sleep <laughs> <laughs> wrestlemania 31 bray wyatt the new face of fear you know the guy that's always running around speaking of mysticism and psychological terrors he's gonna inflict on people likes to mess with your mind you know kind of like betrayal at house on the hill uh, Rob Davio, you might remember that guy, and others helped put this game of madness and danger together. The question is, Taco, what is it rated on BGG? 7.2. Okay. Paige, over or under? Over. Over. Kurt? I'm going to say under. Under. Kurt, by a narrow margin, its actual rating is 7.1. Ooh, oh, so God. damn close, Taco. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel like I should give Taco a point, but you know what? Close doesn't count. <laughs> All right. And then Paige. Uh, that brings us to the most recent, where he went against Roman Reigns. Boo hiss. Everyone wants to see this Roman Empire come to an end. Speaking on that note, the downfall of Pompeii has how many people listed as owning this game on BGG? Oh, man. See, Fall of a Roman Empire, Downfall of Pompeii. You see how I did that one there? Come on, guy, got something <laughs> on this. How many people own it on BGG? It was one of the more clever Is ones. Is that in Europe? That. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right part of the States? I don't remember. <laughs> right beside Puerto Rico. It's off the coast of San Juan, I think. Is it close to Cuba? I really want to go across the pond for that. Let's just drive to Cuba, right? Cool. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Here, because you forgot it, I'm going to give you the other half of this question. <laughs> A lot of people want to see Roman Reigns leave wrestling forever. The question is, how many people want in trade downfall of Pompeii on BGG? Oh, uh, 78. 78. Kurt. Is the actual answer over or Undertaker? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Undertakers. <laughs> Under Taco, over, over. Taco is a wise man because the actual answer is 431. Jeez, that was my next guess. 
it's like it's like right on the tip of my tongue. I just. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the final scores is Paige has five. Enjoy the bronze medal, Kurt. Yeah. You have eight, and Taco has nine. He is. The oh yes. Boo hiss. <laughs> and that is this round of the DDT. That was awesome. A lot of bad pulls for what you were trying to accomplish, but I I love the enthusiasm, kid. Keep it coming. Dude, I'd pay to see you do better. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely could not do better. I retire as champion. Actually, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm doing my geography quiz, quiz next week. I can't even say it. So, yeah, that was great. It was a lot of fun. So, again, just like to give a big thanks. As of this recording, we are actually at our five-year anniversary, if you can believe that. Um, if you're still listening. And I just would like to give a big thanks to everybody that has been giving us our due diligence to know that we haven't been doing this for nothing. It's been a lot of fun, and we've had played a lot of games. We've met a lot of great different people. There's just so many people. There's just too many to mention. But just believe this, that everybody that we've come in contact with, that we've had on this podcast, that we've done stuff for, we have truly enjoyed all of it. And we thank you for giving us a shot and, you know, listening to us at home, at work, wherever you're at. So I thank you for that. And I also thank our guest, Taco Page. Thank you for coming on and giving us another awesome uh, episode. You're welcome. So is that five years? Is that Kurt math or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's it's probably oh, that's, actually that's twelve thousand. Awesome. No, it's yeah. It's funny because six. it's one of those where you have I I always have to look on <laughs> iTunes to see when that publishing date is because I can. Yeah. So I'm too old for that stuff. It's about the same on. number of listeners. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> you also got to check on iTunes to find out what the next episode number is supposed to be. You're like, what the hell was that last? One? Oh, okay, one of five. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for, fortunately, I'm smart enough that when I actually put them, when I write them down, I actually write the episodes on <laughs> ahead of time, so I don't have to remember that kind of stuff. <laughs> So, again, thanks to everybody. Thanks to my podcast partner, Dan. Thanks to Kim. Thanks to everybody for being a part of this and listening. And this was the MFG Cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.